0: Assalamu'alaikum and hi, welcome to our Quran journey where we explore the secret verses of the Holy Quran through Quran tagging, Quran journaling and tadabur. Our reflections are guided by resources from various medium as well as lessons from qualified asatizas. We are also not trained nor qualified, so we do not do our own tafsir of the verses. All of our discussions are on our individual reflections, which may include our experiences and references. Human chase happiness or the idea of happiness to be content with their life. We pursue it through various means and at times require external factors to fulfill our happiness index. But what about finding happiness in the deen? What is the idea of happiness in Islam and what does it look like? In this episode, we will have Farah sharing with us a verse of Surah Yunus and her reflections. Take it away, Farah.
1: Okay, thanks, Raf. Alright, so Surah Yunus is a Makan Surah, and was revealed during um, uh, one of, uh, was revealed during um one of the last few years uh of the Prophet um before he migrated to Medina. And some of the main themes in this Surah is that uh, Allah is the only Creator of the universe, excellence of the Quran, and um to every nation Allah sends messengers for guidance. So we are, we are focusing on verse 58 from Yunus, which goes, Say in the bounty of Allah and in his mercy, in that, let them rejoice. It is better than what they accumulate. The tafsir of this ayat is um, straightforward, but it's easy to miss a point if you don't pay attention. Um, it's Allah telling you that you, you must rejoice or be happy in the bounties of the religion and iman that Allah has blessed you with, and that uh, we will not find true happiness um, in uh, when you find <clears throat> when you find happiness in wealth or other worldly uh, possessions that we accumulate, living a simple life, uh, but in bliss of being blessed with uh, Islam and Iman. Uh, Sheikh Umar Sulaiman narrated the story of Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab anha, and that a companion from Iraq were counting the treasure of the Umar, and in in this case it's camels, and the companion repeatedly said Alhamdulillah and referred to this ayat. Uh, Umar ibn Khattab says, uh, you lie, that's not what Allah is talking about, but rather this is from what people accumulate. Um, he's just saying that um, that the ayat is not referring to the camels that they have, but um, rather what I've explained earlier. So think about the things that we have accumulated in life, include rare collectible items, stationaries, gadgets. Um, it should not be that the happiness that you feel from collecting all this stuff is greater than the happiness you feel when you have the deen of Allah or when you learn the Quran. In the ayah before the selected verse, ayah 57 says, O mankind, there has come to you instruction from your Lord and healing for what is in the breast and guidance and mercy for the believers. The Quran provides the cure for all the problems of mankind. Accumulation of things in life is only a worldly amusement and distraction. As per Surah Al-Hadid, verse 20, know that the life of this world is but amusement and diversion and adornment and boasting to one another and competition in increase of wealth and children, like the example of a rain whose resulting plant growth pleases the tillers, then it dries, and you see it turn yellow, then it becomes scattered debris. And in the hereafter, it's severe punishment and forgiveness from Allah and approval. And what is the worldly life except for the enjoyment of delusion? So therefore, we should always remember what matters most and always make at uh, our ultimate goal. So recently, I attended a class on raising daughters, through examples of Maria salam and Fatima Azhar. Um, the the ustazah posted a few questions that really stopped me, uh, really made me sit down and think. She asked, <coughs> she asked, what can I do to ensure that my daughter um, or child does not get overly attached to the luxuries of this to the luxuries of this world? Uh, and I and I thought about all I've done is the complete opposite, which is to constantly um let them enjoy or experience comfort. And um the class really opened up my eyes, la, Like um even simple things like having comfortable bedding is actually. One of the luxuries, uh, of life, because like uh, one of the one of the parenting um tip from ustaza was that um occasionally occasionally let them let the children um, um sleep in um super uh sparse bedding to to let them uh, feel the some hardship in life lah so yeah, it really made me think uh, about what I've been doing and it made me um sit down and reflect like all these things that we, that I accumulate, clothes especially, um, it makes me feel terrible lah, because like, it's really a lot and like, yeah, it's just not good for all of us. <laughs> so yeah, and then <clears throat> and then um the Sheikh also mentioned that um, once in a while you can feed your your kids like um just plain bread to remind them um basically just to remind them to get back down to earth lah, instead of um uh always being uh, in the comfortable um always being in the comforts of this world. So yeah I. I think this needs to be re-looked at whenever we start to um, want to uh, feel like want to accumulate stuff and then after you say, oh, Alhamdulillah, we have all this comfort and everything, and then after that, like, you know, um, we, when in actual fact we should be uh, even more happier that we are blessed with um, the deen and being able to, you know, open the Quran, uh, read it, even if it's just like one line a day, uh, being able to solve and and I think um we all have heard it uh, somewhere somehow that um when Allah is um I'll say when Allah is not happy with you he takes away solat from you so yeah that's why that's also uh, another reason for you to be uh, happy when you get to um complete uh when you get to complete your daily five prayers and work towards completing it like on time. Okay, that's all.
0: Thank you, Farah, for bringing us through today's topic. In Surah At-Tawbah, verse 38, Allah said, O you who believe what is wrong with you, that when it is said to you, come out in the way of Allah, you turn heavy and cling to the ground. Have you become happy with the worldly life instead of the hereafter? So, remember that the enjoyment of the worldly life is but trivial in comparison with the hereafter. As I was mulling over this topic, I thought about my own definition of happiness. Social expectations, which have been deeply ingrained in us, sees us measuring our happiness against our success in achieving certain domains in our lives, such as wealth, career, possession of luxury goods. But this definition of happiness also sees us being perpetually driven to want more than what we need. We seem to never be content with what we have. We cling onto material possessions to prove our happiness. This happiness is transient in nature, just like everything in this world. There is simply nothing wrong um, with accumulating wealth or chasing our dreams. We are encouraged to achieve success in our lives. And There is simply nothing to stop us from seeking and enjoying this extrinsic form of happiness, whether having good friends, beauty or wealth. We cannot deny the fact that those external factors are necessary to our well-being and survival. But the aspiration to achieve material success should not be our only source of happiness in life. We should also not be too attached to them as it can be harmful. The ultimate goal as a believer is to have eternal happiness in the hereafter. But it is quite challenging, isn't it, to try not to be too attached to our material possessions and chasing worldly happiness. How do I find an equilibrium to this? You know, striving to accumulate the external goods to improve my quality of life, but at the same time, attaining happiness in this world and especially the hereafter. In recent years, I realized that contentment and gratitude are essential to achieving happiness in this life. If we are not content with what we have and are always filled with feelings of ingratitude, we will keep asking for more and shifting our focus to accumulate as much external goods to the detriment of our spiritual and emotional well-being. And I recently realized that our hearts easily attach itself to something, which means our focus away from the deen. And this is worrying. You know, because recently I had, um, I was feeling a bit out of sorts, um, uh, something to do with my one of my, uh, my relationships with uh, someone in my life. Um, you know, each time I was not occupied with a task, my mind would think about the person and our current situation, and he was, you know, eating me inside. So for some strange reason, it felt like I was just stuck in this, you know, just stuck in this feeling. I, I don't know what to call it, you know, over a person. So just as I was about to go to bed that particular day, I implore Allah to take away this unhealthy attachment that I am developing, uh, which was occupying my mind and heart and to take away my thoughts away, uh, no, to, to, take, to take my thoughts back to Allah. And I asked Allah for peace and calmness in my heart. You know, uh, strangely enough, the next morning, I felt like a certain calmness uh, in you know in my life and I simply just stopped. You know basically the person just simply stopped occupying my mind. Um, and yeah, I I was able to 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 think about other things and all that, which is which I thought was very interesting. That you know when you ask when we ask Allah to help us um, you know to bring us back to his path, uh, Allah will, you know, we we earnestly ask from him, you know, Allah will grant us that you know that dua. Uh, and you know, and so with that. Um, maybe we can hear from uh, Meta her, you know, her reflections on this particular topic. Um, how do you find contentment? Uh, in you know pursuing your, um, in you know trying to achieve success of um you know, attaining the external goods, but at the same time you know you want to uh achieve your other worldly happiness. Like, do you do you find contentment in just pursuing the external goods? Uh, or do you think that um, it is incomplete when you do not ch- try to chase for the hereafter?
2: For me, I think my definition of happiness is uh, is health. So as long as uh, my mental health, my physical health is good, then I am quite content. When you, I think about extreme ec- extrinsic factors, I think the most the most uh, things that I hold on to is my relationships around me. So like uh, I, I want to make others happy as well because like from young, I've been like quite, quite generous because from young, uh, whenever I see my friends in, in a bit of a rut, right? Like uh, for example, uh, primary school, I had this friend who, who was raised by a single mother and she, he had a sister so uh, we would like every week give him some uh, money to spend uh, during during uh, recess la. yeah and then like in secondary school I also like to treat my friends to meals la, after school so we will all hang out after school and then I would treat them for me it's making sure my friends are also doing well and being more charitable in a sense so for me getting close to our law is uh, in one way doing charitable deeds yeah and if I have I have more of what material possessions let's say money uh, for me I find it quite easy to to donate and share that wealth yeah so I guess one way for me to
0: get closer to Allah is use what i have in this in this earth and share it with others lah. yeah yeah so it is um i won't say it is easy but it is doable to to get closer to Allah through our deeds through our good deeds um you know so, for example, let's say maybe we we have never tried to be charitable, but I think if we do one act of charity a day, it becomes a habit, and it's something that we can continue doing. So, um, you know, so you know, instead of us just obsessing to have that, you know, to accumulate the wealth, we also want to redistribute it. You know, because I mean, as as it is, we also we also hear, you know, in our in our risky there's always. There's always someone else's uh, risky in that sense, yeah. So, do you find it um, challenging to not um, to not cling onto these worldly possessions, you know, and also try to you know try to um, balance you know balance your um, balance your pursuit for um, w- you know for worldly possessions, and then you know, or rather. Balance your pursuit for worldly happiness and the hereafter as well.
2: I think it's more about the time. Because yeah, the worldly, the worldly possessions, the factors, uh, like going to work and all the other things, taking care of your family, is all uh, all taking up time, la. but actually like what we've talked about previously if we make time for our law then uh, our law will, will uh, make it easy for us right yeah but so that's that's one part that i am struggling with to to achieve lah, yeah like being uh praying on time and praying five times a day yeah
0: yeah thanks mirtha for sharing uh how about Ayn?
3: <laughs> uh, I think like we have this conversation before like not on podcast but in person <laughs> uh, uh, for me worldly uh, like Merita I think my contentment lies doesn't lie on material possession uh, it lies more on uh, I think the luxuries la, the, the comfort of uh. The comfort and the luxuries of you know uh having good food all the time. <laughs> I think that's my weakness. Uh in terms of material possessions, I think it depends on how you are brought up. So I was being brought up in the in a way that you know when I see clothes like for for, for uh $50, I think it's too expensive. Uh like I can not get. No three clothes in that price. You know, I was brought up in that way. So um whenever I see the the, the, the price tag, I'll be scared already. <laughs> so in the end I will find contentment in getting good deals. Uh you no, know, with cheaper price tags are. Ah. So for me, but my weakness is uh yeah, when it comes to worldly possession and worldly comforts. Uh, I'm easily taken away to to spend beyond my means when it comes to food, but I think this shifts like from time to time. So as even though I'm stingy with uh things like for now I like to spend and splurge on my nieces, uh on my niece and then and people I love. So like like Mirta, I think. Money is not an issue with like the people you love, like you uh, I can share willingly without thinking of the price. But uh, I think having that thought consciously, okay, because I don't really consciously connect giving to Allah. Because though know, I mean it's not a thought process, it, it comes naturally. So I think I think with this, I I I make my intentions more directed, lah, right, to like okay, this the what I'm giving. Is, is uh, for the sake of Allah Instead of you know, just giving without thought lah. So I think now uh, Coming back to the path I mean, I mean learning lah, learning my ways there I, th- I think I should like, think about uh, How money is properly spent Even though the luxuries I give to my niece Also should be bringing her closer to the path So for example uh for example, my niece passed her. And she's doing she's not faring well in academics, but she did well for her end of year this year. So we were all very happy for her. And then um, as a treat, we wanted to you know blinger, uh, treat her to uh things that she liked and everything. So uh but rejoicing the the the, the success of her uh of passing her papers right rejoicing that moment uh my mom always say that uh you got to say alhamdulillah or not uh you got to thank Allah or not so my when my mom does that to my niece then I just recall yeah it's not no you just don't uh relate the the, 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 the temporary uh success and joys at that moment for yourself is is for Allah also. Yeah, so that's why I try to you know, make a conscious effort to okay make sure that everything revolves whatever we are doing, the intentions as always for Thank
0: you, Ain, for sharing with us, you know, your your you know your your experience also with this as well as you know the, the challenges that you face. Um not what you have to say about this? Okay, um I I mean we were when I was uh,
4: young, like, our parents don't really spoil us, but they make sure that uh, we are well taken care of. And, like, even if they're in a financial difficulty, we wouldn't know. And then, but as we grow up, uh, you know, my, my sister always spoils us and all that. So, uh, when it comes to material goods, yeah, it, it's like when I see something I really want to do, it doesn't help that my sister always spoils me. But then, when you actually buy that um, luxury good after a while you wear it and oh it's just another it's just another bag it's just another shoe so whenever I feel tempted to just on impulse buy things I try to think back and um, tell myself that do I really need it it's like it's just it's just going to be a face and then um, like Vara mentioned you know um, especially when you have your own child or even your nieces or nephew you tend to spoil them because you want to give them the best you want them to you want them to go through what you did so you want to make sure that you are doing it right but at the end of the day I think when you think about it if you give them too much luxury they wouldn't know the difficulties so yeah I think I need to keep that in mind and I feel that to get through this like um I would say I'm a very patient person so um whenever I go through like you know I've made big decisions I will keep thinking about it over and over again like panic and panic and panic but then I have just I have to keep reminding myself that at the end of the day it's all um, in Allah's will so if uh, if I do not get something if I get too attached to the world and I'm like oh you know I'm for example maybe I don't get uh, I don't get the job it's because um, Allah has other plans for me so I that's one of the ways. Like I try to not get too attached to the world, but it's really difficult. And I think it's really a, it's a constant um process that you know you have to keep pulling yourself back to the
2: game.
4: Even like Marita said, like keeping up with um the five times a day prayer is that I used to be, um good keeping it up but now after I have a daughter it's so difficult because she fills up most of my time but I need to remember that actually I should make time for Allah to set a good example for her. Yeah.
0: yeah. thanks Nat yeah um it is a struggle I think for most of us to to try to balance this you know our our world our worldly um our current responsibilities and obligations as well as also trying to keep up with our um basically to to secure you know i i would i I would just loosely use this term to secure our place uh in the hereafter you know the by you know by doing whatever you know by doing what we are supposed to do you know keeping up with our worship you know all these small acts that also bring us uh to allah so you know it has always been a constant struggle for me. I think it is also the same for, for all of us here and for everyone else, you know, who's listening as well. You know, um and I think um the media is also not making it easy for us to um you know to to not be um to not be obsessed with 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 this world. There's always the need, you know, that there's always Um, it's always right in our faces that, you know, that uh, the media, um, you know, for example, now with social social media, Instagram, you know, we always see, you know, uh, people that we follow um, having something that we don't have. Say, example, in luxury goods, uh, you know, living the jet jet satellite and all that, Um, you know, on one hand, we want to do that. But on the other hand, we also know that perhaps, you know, in our pursuit of trying to chase all this, it will make us forget about, you know, our purpose in life. And that is to prepare us, you know, to worship Allah and to also prepare us to to accumulate, um, I would say to accumulate our our points in that sense for, for the hereafter. Do you girls, um, you know, have any like practice you know, or, you know, or, or do something that, you know, to ensure that, you know, there's one way for you to attain uh, happiness in this world and the hereafter. I, I think, I think for me, um I think one way that we can do is to always um keep to our, uh, keep to our worship and be consistent with it. For example, like, uh, you know, our, our solat, you know, and to always uh, be grateful for, for what, for the things that I have, you know, and, you know, and not be, you know, always moaning and whining like, Hey, why don't have this? Why don't have that? You know, I want this, I want that, you know, it makes me feel so ingratitude and, you know, forever, you know, I want to keep wanting to have it, you know, more and more, but, you know, I keep forgetting that perhaps, you know, Allah um, only gives me this amount of risky because he knows that maybe who knows if I want to have more, I'll be, I'll you know, I will forget him. Yeah, so for for you girls, you know what's one way you think um you can attain happiness in this world and the hereafter. Actually,
1: um, I picked this uh, surah because uh I'm I feel like recently, my oh, Sorry, I feel like recently I've been so um. Okay, I'm just gonna go straight ahead and bluntly put it. I've been so materialistic. Um, I've been um spending way too much. Uh, I mean, it's not only on myself, uh, For 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 my kids, for for parents and everything, but um, but I do think that I'm spending way too much. And and I suddenly remembered that there was sometime last year. I think um during circuit breaker, everybody was home, especially during, um Ramadan. And then I think that was one of the best times of my life because uh, we started um our Quran journey, right? And then after we were doing uh, reflections and everything, and then we were doing Tadabur, and then everything, uh, like the, ibadahs, the ibadah part of my life was like tip-top. Ah. <laughs> For like once in my life, it was tip-top. Like there was no other focus except um, to gain more knowledge, to, it, to make sure that I um, pray on time, to make sure that I really do pray every, every single prayer um, of the day, the, the obligatory prayers. And then because it was Ramadan, uh, we had like Tarawih and stuff so um yeah if um I felt really really happy la, like it was um, a different kind of happiness that, that it's not short-lived like you go shopping you buy and then when it comes oh happy okay and then that's it uh, it's, it's not um it's not a prolonged happiness and it's uh, it's a kind of feeling that nothing really beats it la and then and then la- and then uh, circuit breaker finished and then life got in the way and then everything came to a halting stop and then like and then, like, I uh, obviously don't feel that happiness anymore. And I find myself, like, trying to, like, grasping at straws, trying to get back to that place. Uh, because it, it really is out of this world. That, that feeling is really out of this world. And I'm, I, I've i been trying to get back to that growth um, that we all had in in during Circuit Breaker, uh, during that Ramadan. But uh, it's really, really difficult when, when um you are so consumed with accumulating um wealth and material things, um and sadly, I think it has a lot to do with my social media consumption, which like what Ra pointed out earlier, so I think um yeah, what some of the steps I think we could actively take is to reduce our social media consumption and start to rethink back like what did I do? Um, at that point of time when I felt really happy with the, all these um, material things la, um, it's really not easy la, I have to say, it's really 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 difficult because now that you can go out and everything, you're not stuck at home you're not like forced to be in a situation you don't want in uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really tough for me but yeah, acknowledging is for me, acknowledging it and wanting to do something about it is definitely the first step so yeah, here's to us, um, Mr. Koma, in, in trying to achieve another kind of happiness that is not related or not um, attached to um, the luxuries of this world. But yeah, I mean, uh, some of the other things that we never really look at is like, uh, for me personally, la, to, to have simpler meals, uh, to have simpler meals to um, stop relying on taxis and grabs too much. to stop um, stop having this mindset that my children deserve only the best, which is impossible. There is no way uh, that can ever happen without me going broke. Um, Yeah, so live within the means. Um, Of course, it's nice to to have um, all these things and it's not wrong, but um, yeah, it's just how you want to uh, view your happiness, how you want to to find that inner, hap- uh, true happiness that uh, I-, I mentioned earlier, yeah.
0: Yes, I agree. The circuit breaker period was the best period ever, and because it coincided with Ramadan, uh, I felt like that was the most fulfilling Ramadan I've ever had in my whole life. My whole thirty that time was what Yeah, my whole thirty three years in this world. Yeah, you know, I could do. I I you know I could perform. The trawi at home. I could read the Quran after every fardu prayers and all that. And it was just, it was just short. I mean, it was just magical that time. Um, you know, it may sound selfish, but I actually wanted. <laughs> I, actually, I was actually slightly hoping for another circuit breaker this year during Ramadan, so that we you know we could do the same thing. But yeah, so you know, I I also wondered, you know, um sometimes I wonder to myself, would life have been different if I were to have more wealth? But then, you know, I, I stopped and said to myself, there is a reason why Allah did not give me the additional wealth. The Yeah, the, because he knows what would, you know, what, what would become of me if I, you know, if I were to have what I don't have now. You know, yeah, it's easier for us to be sucked into consumerism, you know. This influencer post something, this new bag or no, this new, this new um, maybe this particular brand of um a pair, um, you know, brand of this fashion brand uh has new, you know, new clothing, new kaftan, you know, or whatever, but is it something that I need? You know, um, why why do I want to keep why do I want to keep buying it? Um, when that money I could use it, I can use it for other things, you know, for my health, to invest in my health because, you know, um, good health is also part of our, you know, the the requirements, you know, of our faith, you know, Um, I guess Allah knows best why, why we are not spending why why we are not sucked into the world of consumerism why we are you know why why we only have this amount of wealth probably he knows that maybe when you know when if i am much richer i will probably forget him i'll probably forget what i'm supposed to do in this world yeah
2: we don't know if it's me being a lazy mom right but i do give my children plain bread <laughs> <laughs> Uh think like i uh, take this bread uh no, no Jam, no butter. Lazy la want to put, <laughs> we just eat this bread. Anyway, Gardenia says, like, so good it, so good you can even eat it on its own, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what Farah says is true, lah. like uh have to cut down on my uh ordering food, food panda, grab. Like this month I look at my bin and yeah, uh, everything is spent on food panda and grab.
3: <laughs> Riding on this, right? Uh me and my mother-in-law was bitching about my husband. <laughs> so my mother-in-law cooks like uh, the authentic Malay array of dishes. So my husband I think is used to it. Uh, when he was growing up, right, that he doesn't know what lao ai is. You know, for us, you know, lau is just like the simplest and easiest um dish to go to, like with minimal things inside. So, at least, like, you know, bawang, uh, bawang putih, uh, garlic, onion, and just, yes, but uh, whatever dishes, lah inside, right? So For example, spinach or something. So, I think my fam- my mom has been feeding me that my whole life that, you know, that is my go-to dish. But for my husband, he's like, what's that? Why, 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 what why is this food? Like, my mother-in-law was so, like, embarrassed uh, at that point of time, like, even my son like is too pampered with all the good food that he doesn't even know the simplest food. So then I told my husband that, okay, I'm going to feed my son this the whole time. Growing up, he won't have any nice food. <laughs> so that you know, like his, his taste is to the minimal. Like, you know, once you have the best, you can't go low. <laughs> so I think like, you know, like that, that thought, like kept in my mind lah. So the conversation of you know making food the simplest and not giving him too nice, too much nice food lah, like McDonald's or what fast food, that kind of food la.
1: Yeah. Actually, yeah. There's there's nothing wrong with eating eggs and rice. Like it, I feel like it's become villainized.
0: <laughs> like yeah, the simpler foods, then, like it's not. can <laughs> I get it? And then on top of that, right? It's like. Okay, I, I've had people, okay, so you see, uh, when we talk, I think when Milta and Farah talk about the spending, okay, let's say spending money, you know, splurging on food deliveries, right, I came to the conclusion that the $30 worth of marketing that I do can stretch me for maybe about three days, compared to $30 worth of food that I spend on food delivery for just for one meal, and my husband just came to that realization recently, because he is the proponent of never mind, just order in. You're tired. I don't want to tire you to cook, you know. But I say, no, it's not because of me being tired to cook. I have to cook. I need, we need to save the money, you know. We, we, we need to be frugal in our spending. So, but okay, I, okay, I don't know for others, uh, but because I've, I've been brought up in a household where my mom will only cook one meal a day, and that meal is supposed to last us for dinner, for next day's lunch, or even for next day's dinner. So I know of people. Um, Who require having three different meals a day, three different dishes a day? So let's say if I would have lontong for breakfast, I cannot be expected to have lontong for lunch and dinner, or even for next day's meal. So and that, but once they have, but once they you know they let's say they um uh they they are married or live in the same household of someone, um who was brought up with having only like one type of dish per day. You know, they you know it to them is mind-boggling like how can you survive on just that particular meal for, for three or four for three or four meals? Like, tak ke, don't you get sick of it? But I realized that, yeah, I mean it's also similar to the to the to the mindset of serving plain bread, you know? So if you only have one one particular dish for your for several meals, you tend to be grateful for whatever risky you have in your food. So let's say now that we are now that we have the spending power as working adults, you know, we can afford to have various meals, various, various types of food in a day. But I I still come back to the same thing. I can still cook. Let's say I cook lemak chili padi ayam today. I can have that same meal for same dish for say three days in a row just so ah,
3: that, yeah. and, it tastes better. It. <laughs> and it tastes so much better right after like <laughs> after reheating it so like yeah, I, I mean i share the same sentiment as you like how can it's it's, it's too easy to fall into the trap of uh, i want something new i want something i want a new dish but you no know, just saving that you know just keep to that thought right okay okay cannot cannot waste money and just have and finish up the dish isn't that better like isn't that the most ideal thing is to finish your food before getting a new dish
0: (laughs) yeah not being wasteful is of course also you know part of uh you know what what Allah tells us to do lah don't waste your food you know just finish up whatever you have you know be grateful for the risky lah yeah
4: I grew up in a family whereby you know it's if you want to eat what you want to eat just buy. So it's, um, I mean if it's too expensive yeah we don't buy. But sometimes if my for my parents is that like if you want to eat just eat lah. But they just make sure that we finish our food. So even if you spend a bit on food, is making sure that we don't waste food. So I think that's one way that um my parents brought me up that we try not to waste food. But uh, I would say for me, when it comes to the um, material things, um, sometimes I'll be like, I go through phases whereby, okay, I shall not, you know, I shall not be tempted. And then after that, um, like Farah mentioned, when you look at social media, you start like um, seeing things and then you tell yourself that you shouldn't get it. But at the end of the day, you will just end up buying it. And then buy already never used. You're just like, oh, give it away. So yeah, I think that's really something that I need to work on. Um, but I celebrate the small wins la, when I really want to buy something and I don't buy it, uh, I give myself a pat on the back because like, I manage to resist it, you know, and that money goes somewhere else. Yes. But now, it's um, more of spending for my daughter. It's like I have to tell myself to stop buying her things, especially clothes. But then, even then, um, my mom and my sister are always spoiling her, especially my sister because, you know, only niece and all that. So, it's um it's something that needs to be worked on. And I don't really know how to tell my sister because she's like, uh it's fine, uh, you know, you can just buy, but it's like, you know, we shouldn't be spoiling her. Like she's still young now, she doesn't know, but as she get older, when she starts um knowing all this, yeah, that's the, that's gonna be a
0: problem. Speaking uh. of that, right? Um, okay, so this has something to do with I, I won't I won't say I won't say exactly who but so this um I realized that with um, I think even with my nephews because they they, have, they are blessed lah with uh, you know with uh, with growing up with uh, luxury. So when they when it was time for them to start spending on their own money, they realized that how hard money comes by. Um, and it's not something that <laughs> like they used to want to, splurge on food no like they don't care you know because it's their their parents money right but then when you know now that they earn their own money through part-time work and all that they realize that hey I cannot be spending time I cannot be spending money on you know on good food all the time like steak um you know just just generally good food nah, you know like all this steak and whatnot yeah yeah so <laughs> yes uh it is it is it is a personal jihad for all of us, not to be consumed in this, uh, to in this world, especially when you know we have, sh- um, we have online shopping where clothes are as cheap as five dollars. Okay, so recently Farah and I attend uh, attended this class. Um, I think it came at the right time. Um, uh, Ustaz uh shared with us this uh, particular um, recitation that we can do on that we can that we can recite uh, uh, um, about 121 times uh, per day after ishrat it's for the purpose is for us to have uh, the wealth of the world which is uh, contentment uh, in life, so I think it, this is something that we can. Um, I think it it is doable because it's a day; it's not one hundred twenty one times. You know, at the particular timing, yeah, I think it's uh, really doable for all of us that we can uh, we can recite this. Yeah. So yes, uh, with that, uh, that's it for this week's reflection and discussion. Uh, if you like our content Don't forget to subscribe To our Quran journey On Spotify Or Apple Podcasts We are on Instagram as well Same handle Where we share our Quran journaling Mini book reviews And others Till then Stay safe Assalamualaikum alaikum.